Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly podcast about the coronavirus uh, for 120 episodes long. Every week has been about the coronavirus, so tune in. We know everything about coronavirus. My name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. This week we're going to talk about the coronavirus. <laughs> um, this week we're going to talk about just, we're just going to sort of round up all of those things that we sort of touched on political thoughts universal basic income healthcare america capitalism coronavirus capitalism like brexit 5g all sorts of <laughs> all stuff sorts and of just stuff. relate it all back to coronavirus <laughs> you got what stuff what what did i miss off of that list um nothing really fake news uh, cambridge analytica this is all Ooh. extremely fertile ground for that gang i'd say <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, so that's what you got to look forward to. This is to. the place um, where all your conspiracy theories meet socialism. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't read any social uh, conspiracy. I only see the conspiracy theories through my uh, YouTube channel uh, video roundups of conspiracy theories. I, debunking yeah. them. I see them through people that I know. People, uh, well, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, so that's it. But first, before we're going to play the music and then we're going to chat about our extremely interesting lives. So stay tuned in and listen to this song that I made. How are you doing, Ivanka, in Croatia? I'm doing well, actually. This morning, I ran a very good 5K, so I'm delighted, because I've been practising. I listened to this podcast by Dr Chatterjee, the guy that did that four-pillar four plan. Is that his real name? Yeah, that's his surname. He's got... That's a good, good, good surname. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Anyway, he's been on telly and all sorts, but he talks yeah. about sort of, you know not just medical medicine and looking after yourself and all that kind of jazz. Anyway, I listened to one of his people that he interviewed and they talked about breathing through one's nose rather than mm. mouth. So yeah. for this week, I've been out running, stroke, run, walking every morning and endeavoured very much to breathe through my nose. It's actually really hard for and me. this is a... But what, what's supposed to be the benefit of that? Uh, because noses are for breathing and mouths are not for breathing. They're for eating. <laughs> okay. Well. Well, there is... I've been... What about when you're talking? So, what we... <laughs> it's something to do with... Which I, I didn't really listen to the theory too, too much. I just thought this is something I can play with. I've heard of it some, it's come up somewhere else. But basically, okay. it's to do with... Uh, bringing in the right amount of oxygen or the fact that if you breathe through your nose, you naturally breathe with your diaphragm and not just the top of your chest and la, la, la. Anyway, I have found that uh, I've been running... So this is my seventh day or sixth day? Mm. Anyway, wow. I've, uh, I've been doing it. It's been all sorts of interesting. But my point is that I did a really good time this morning because I looked at someone else's time that I consider to be not as fit as me and that upset me this morning. So I ran much faster because I am a competitive cowbag. Uh, oh yeah. dear. So they did me a favour by publishing their time. Ivanka, I'm going to go and talk to them. So I'll be back in a sec. Mm-hmm. 
you michael <laughs> i'm a bit on edge because i just finally went and talked to my my building neighbor and said can you keep the f-ing volume down because <laughs> it comes through on the podcast but no other than that oh god it really has thrown me off i have to say yeah, yeah. like Fair it's enough. just like i just yeah, yeah. I sh- you know so um uh yeah i'm doing well i'm like a, i get up at four o'clock in the morning now apparently <laughs> so i've been up for ages <laughs> Um, I just, I, but I'm just like really enjoying working on stuff. Yeah, I've just been sort of digging into my like, email list project, and but also finding that I've scheduled time to work on uh, music stuff. So I've been sort of fiddling with some of that, streaming, um, generally staying very busy and getting lots done. And I haven't really had, uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm like heading to burnout or if I'm just like, I, I don't. I still feel very energized, and I think this whole like my basic needs are covered is really helping with that. It's like when I, you know, when I'm talking about this app suddenly selling, I'm not talking about this is basically my, essentially my universal basic income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> and I, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, it's bloody brilliant. Like, and it's like I, you know, if I if I hadn't cut all my costs and found somewhere cheaper to rent and like um, you know, the studio and all that stuff, then it wouldn't be enough. But because I've sort of like addressed those things, and now it's it's like enough to actually, um, yeah, I'm just I'm just sort of feeling the freedom and um, hoping that this isn't like mania. <laughs> Why would it be mania? <laughs> Well, I don't know, because sometimes you have mania, don't you? You feel really brilliant and then you sort of crash and, and then you go, oh, God. <laughs> or people like sort of get freaked out when you're in a good mood and they're like, oh, oh, he's just about to crash soon. And they sort of don't really sort of engage with you too much. But I spoke to my, I rang my uh, dad and his stepmom on um, earlier in the week and, and uh, just to chat. And we had a chat about various things. And then afterwards, she, my stepmom texted me just to say, it's great to see you so happy. Nice. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Liking it. Liking it. It's good. That's fair enough. You're allowed to be happy. Mm. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> I like the uh, the description that basically you've got your universal basic income sorted. Yes. Really? I mean, as soon as you don't have to worry about basic bills. <sighs> yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. And it also knowing that I don't have to go and do something that I don't want to do. I don't have to go and do a job where I'm... And let's, let's, let's say this is, the, this is the episode now. Like, why is universal basic income good? Well, because so much of what keeps people in jobs that they hate and with, like, bosses that treat them like shit and they're doing stuff that is not of any benefit to humanity is just from that fear that if I'm not working, you know, I'm not going to be able to survive. Yeah. And um, why can't we, why is our baseline, like Andrew Yang just said, like, you know, the way he puts it is like, well, why is the baseline homelessness on the street? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. trying to find drugs. Like, why is that our baseline for society? Yeah. Also, one of the things, you know, another thing about that is also accepting conditions at work that you shouldn't have to put up with because you're mm. afraid of losing your job and you're afraid yeah. of rocking the boat and you're afraid of putting up a... And I've, I mean, one thing I've always been grateful to 
it was just, I think, part of my upbringing, really. For some reason, I've never been afraid of losing my job because I've also always thought that I'll just go and get a cleaning job or so. You know, I'm, there's no job I haven't had. So it's like, which mm. is a bit of a, whether that's true or not of the actual practicalities of life attitudinally I've never been afraid of losing my job which has allowed yeah. me to speak yeah, up yeah. and send emails to mm. CEOs and go no f- you you can't speak to me like that um or no we're not working or no I am having time off in lieu because I've just been away <laughs> from everyone I love for three weeks so yeah uh, but yeah I, uh, I I I mean I I had that just from it was like this was always my day job it was always my backup plan my day job so I didn't really care about it yeah, yeah. So I was like look you're just my backup plan <laughs> take it easy cool it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll get this done for you look you know that I'm gonna get this done but yeah, yeah. You know, cool it I was talking on stream yesterday. Someone was like, who's your favourite superhero? And I'm like, okay, I'll buy. Obviously, Tony Stark, because I'm a nerd. Um, and he was like, mine's Deadpool. And I was like, oh, what's he just like murdering people? He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not really sure about that. And he was like, I think it's okay to kill someone who has killed someone. And I was like, well, I think that's a complex... You don't know what's got, what's brought them to that point. There's varying degrees of responsibility for a death. There's all sorts of factors. And he was like, mm, OK. And then I sort of went into this, like, you know, these henchmen that Deadpool is just murdering, shooting in the face, like, they've got that job because I guess they, you know, it's like, well, I was... I. Uh, I just went into the army out of school. I never got an education. Now this is like, you know, I'm good with a gun, thanks to the army thing, and this job pays really well, and I don't really know what else I could do, so I'm sort of taking it. And he's got a wife at home going, like, I, I really wish you could do something less dangerous than henchman, because, like, you're just going to be the first one that gets shot by Deadpool when he starts shooting people. So, And you're like, yeah, but, you know, he's just like, you can't really stop working. So he's just stuck in this situation of being a henchman. He's just going to get murdered. And... You know, he probably hasn't even killed anyone, really, but just because he's got that uniform on, he's taking the paycheck. You know, does that mean he deserves to die? I don't know that it does, but it's under you know, underlines the basic flaw in our social structure. In our, you know, <laughs> how did that go? Economy. It's fine. <laughs> it's a good hook for the conversation. His wife went to a went to stay with her sister for a bit because she was just like, I can't, I don't, I don't think I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> so he's having to have a think, but he may have been murdered already. So I don't know. <laughs> right. So so what are we going to do? We're going to round up. We're going to round up. Well, I think what coronavirus has exposed. I, th- I think yes. I think coronavirus has exposed huge flaws in the way our society is structured and the way the way we look after each other uh, mm. it's exposed exactly how connected we are to each other and how mm. how much there's a there is obviously i mean we've i i we've spoken about that in a way this is a great equalizer i don't mean that literally some people are having a terrible experience of this and some of us are mm. lucky enough not to be However, the equalising bit for me is the fact that anyone can catch this. 
Yeah. And if they do, it's got, and yes, of course, if you're poorer and you've got, you're less well anyway, and if you're suffering from a lot of diseases associated with living in poverty, you will, you know, more chance of having a worse experience of coronavirus. But ultimately, our prime minister caught it, who is a privileged white man. Yeah, and as privileged as they get, as privileged as they get. So, without going into the nuances of or the 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 those that level of cracks in society, is it, it does sort of go. No, do you know what? You could have just walked walked into a supermarket after somebody touched the handle. Blah blah blah. You know. So, but I think it, what what I've been um, doing this week because I've started this running again. I've found my podcast listening time. So I've listened to loads of things about vaccine mm. research and the you know the the state of America land. And then I've also got family members sending me links to videos that are basically. Uh, one say one theory that was presented to me this week was oh I've been looking at this and there's this many there were this many um, cases in Wuhan and then and this many cases in somewhere else in China and they're seven thousand and twenty three kilometers apart and how did that happen and it, it mm. must have been planted I was like yeah but it was <laughs> it was Chinese New Year and everyone went home and there's there's bits of information that you're missing in your theory you know you're lining up the bits of data that you know or can see and then I get links yeah. that the somebody a, a very it literally said this was in a, a Croatian article not in Croatia it was Bosnian article but it's like um uh, a very respected American doctor has run the numbers and shown that Europe will have more deaths than America it's like I don't, I don't really know what to do with this article you're just sending me. Like, just because it says a very well. So then I started like finding out. So, the, the, so what? So by by the combination of my podcasts for live that I've been listening to, living in coronavirus, links that people are sending me has made me go. We need to sort out this universal healthcare, universal basic income, and education for everybody. Education, you think so? You're seeing the education gap, would you say, in this fake news? I think so. I think you have to. Yeah. I mean, I think the and I don't think you can divorce them. I think if you're the universal basic income plus, you've got to be well in your body, right? You know, and yeah. to know that you're going to be looked after if you're in pain, you've got to be not hungry and you've got to have a roof that doesn't leak and those basic things, but you also mm. need to be able to learn about your rights and learn about what what is a good what is a good piece of data or or what is a critically evaluate what you're being told to go am i being told this because it suits somebody else or am i being told this because it's good for me and i think mm. you know you've got that the only way you can get to that is through education there's no and this this was the in the the tag cloud at the end of the uh, talk I went to about fake news was the biggest thing in there. What are we going to do about this? The biggest thing were by far was the education in there. So it sort of makes perfect sense. Um, to to answer the question why socialism, which I think uh, lots of people seem to be very confused about. And just to reiterate this, even though we've said it like many many times uh, through the coronavirus lens. Why socialism? Because bad things can happen to anyone. So we need to plan a safety net for everyone. 
not just the wealthy, just not just the lucky few. So what coronavirus shows us, it takes a slice through, a completely arbitrary slice through society. Um, even though there are completely arbitrary slices already going through society, but like people have sort of annealed to, okay, I want to actually do something with meaning or I want to do something where I make all the money. And um, that's kind of been the weird sort of divide in society that sort of separates the the 1% from the rest of us, or, or not even the rest of us. Like that's, I'm almost there talking about people in sort of, sort of almost like minimum wage or like NHS level salaries that are doing things that are actually sort of useful and give them a sort of human connection with different people um, versus the bullshit job realm of I'm going to get a job in advertising and marketing and sell this sort of slightly different smelling soap and try and make out that it's your uh, lifestyle and spend millions of pounds on videos to promote this lifestyle that this slightly different smelling soap is supposed to promote um just absolutely well just like some of the best minds of humanity are just thinking about how to optimize uh, ad yeah clicks you know that is where all the talent is going at the moment because of the way neoliberalism and capitalism works it just says money is the only thing that matters um nothing else matters therefore your worth and your safety is directly proportional to how much money you're going to make and what coronavirus has done is it's gone hey silicon valley airbnb yep (laughs) yeah 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 um twitch you're gonna do brilliant uh google yeah you're gonna be fine um hotel tonight Uh, probably not a good business to be in right now like you're gonna it's just gone whack right down the middle and gone anyone can fail anyone can lose what are you gonna do like neoliberalism capitalism is not gonna save you saying that some people are better than other people and you can prove that by how much money they've they've got which is the conservative view and how much money you've got add into that that how much money you've got usually is depends on how much money your family had and very little else um regardless of how hard you work <laughs> like anyway so that's this and and again like people it doesn't matter how hard you work anything can happen at any moment and usually if something happens to you now you're on your own yep and the poverty report talking about you know suddenly your husband gets hit by a car and you have to care full time and you can't work your other job now everyone's now it's sort of 50% of society is experiencing that effect all at once. Yeah. And that's why socialism, socialism says, okay, well, let's plan for that. Not let's, let's just sort of like cut that as much as possible. The, uh, the, I think the, the another side to this coronavirus lens is, uh, again, these are not my, this is not my idea, uh, but something like 800,000 people a year in Europe die from air pollution or so. It's some quite (laughs) fantastic number. And in the UK, a, there's that uh, something like 10,000 people have died through the effects of austerity. Some report a much higher figure. And these are sort of numbers Mm. that we, we seem to be okay with for some reason um yeah. you know like we don't really we've not gone into social isolation and stopped car pollution just because loads no. of people die from air pollution and we've not sort of we've not decided to you know give everyone 80 percent of their salary so they can sit at home uh, because some people are poor and they and they you know like the, the this idea that 
whatever it is, £36 a week has been acceptable as a, as a welfare payment since forever until people who weren't more lost, all lost their jobs en masse. They sort of were like, I'll possibly live off £36 a week <laughs> because... Well, because I'm used to earning four grand a month, eight grand a month. You've been t- I'm, I'm, maybe you should learn how to budget. Yeah. Maybe we should put you on a budget training yeah, yeah, course. Exactly. Like, it's like, well, have you heard of saving? Um, and uh, there is the effect of like that. That how kind of terrifying the news story is increases your idea of how much of a risk you are at. But yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's like well. Any absolutely anyone can get coronavirus, and we've seen that. And I suppose, like, you sort of feel like you can mitigate air pollution, or what was the other one? Uh, austerity, po- poverty, not, austerity, austerity. Yeah, it's like okay, so people that are in you know poverty and dealing with austerity. Well, that's because they they just they can't didn't do, do anything. Well. Just, they, yeah, they didn't do very well. No. They're probably a bit lazy. Yeah. Um, that, that's why. They, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think it's so easy to filter out these other reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like. Yeah. Because they're not also, new and exciting. They don't have like a red no. badge on them with the word new in it, like coronavirus does. And once, they also don't have a fancy exponential graph. No. People, <laughs> it's like the air pollution deaths aren't being tracked by uh, well, I mean, exponential graphs. I mean, climate change videos. has a pretty scary graphs if you look at them. Yeah. The trouble is, as soon yeah. as there is something sort of salacious like that, is that the right word? I think that just means like... I think um, it sounds like a good word. But like <laughs> it, with it. immediately you get these people coming in and going oh well actually that graph is uh, incorrectly yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you if go you and then in. and then you go so does that mean that climate change isn't real no no i'm just saying that the graph is like yeah. okay so f- <laughs> <laughs> but what we're seeing is um yeah, well, I've seen, you know, like we've seen that, you know, in an emergency, hey, look, we can all, most of us that are taking flights all the time can probably do without, you can do without the all the flights and all the yeah, yeah. driving in everywhere and doing all this stuff. We've seen that like, yeah, like all these things that we thought we couldn't live without, loads of them, quite easy to live yeah. without. You just have to like change your habits a little bit. And um, it's a shame that it, couldn't happen from air pollution deaths. Like, yeah. flipping London streets right now, like, please can we do what Amsterdam did and just, like, make the cars second-class citizens and make the bikes first-class and just just have a nice city instead of this <laughs> traffic jam of nonsense Stinky, the whole time. noisy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and That's, stupid yeah. cycle lanes that anyone with any sense should never attempt to ride their bike on. Like, only crazy people cycle in London, really. Like, you wouldn't... Like, a normal person would not... <laughs> would not be cycling. You have to have a death wish. Um. <laughs> the, uh, I, think, I think that the, uh, the other thing about, you know... I wasn't completely joking about the exponential graph. Yeah, it's yeah. like air pollution sort of crept up on us. Mm. And, you know, climate change... It has, yes, it has crept up on us. We've had... 
you know, 30 years to prepare, 40 yeah. years to prepare. But we've not really, but it's like, yeah, okay, another 10%, another 1%, little percent. And then, but what I think, another thing that's been interesting with this corona thing, um, corona thing, corona thing. is, uh, <laughs> for example, so I watched this uh, Horizon a documentary last night. I'm going to give my my friend Bex a a shout out. Mm. So I watched. Um, she's one of the producers, and we uh, the in, one of the things that brought in was uh, because obviously obviously the coronavirus thing has been has come from bats, and uh, that's they're fairly fairly happy that. And, and then apparently went on pangolins. I didn't know what a pangolin was. No. <laughs> I was like, Nick and I were both like, well, I've never heard of a pangolin. One of the interesting things about this whole situation is it's smashing lots of things together. It's smashing socialism into capitalism, neoliberalism. But it's also bringing climate change into it. Mm. Because in cities with air pollution, there's an article yesterday that I shared, air pollution plus coronavirus increases the effects right if you're living oh, yeah. with bad air mm. and then you get a respiratory disease yeah. that's not a good combination mm. if you the actual uh mutation of the virus itself and then so they had this bat expert speaking on the program and he was talking about the fact that one of the reasons viruses and for those people who haven't watched it i'm not really spoiling anything but one of the reasons viruses communicate in bats is because bats live in huge colonies there's loads of like tens of thousands of bats all live together. So the virus gets passed around, passed around, therefore increased chance of mutating. When you intensively farm pigs mm. or intensively farm chickens, you're artificially creating that same environment in which a virus can pass around, bounce around mm. animals, mutate, mutate and boom, you've got swine flu, you've got mm. bird flu, you've got SARS and MERS and all these other. So we are also creating with our intensive farming, with our total disregard for nature, we're creating the opportunity for these things to happen. Can we get a coronavirus that ha makes people have to be vegans for a bit? Can we figure that out? <laughs> kind of get rid of this mass. The, there's that whole industry, that whole kind of like that huge like bacon pig farming industry, uh, wheat corn industry that's just like destroying everything and like the rainforest destruction in the name of hamburgers. It's like um, if yeah, can we get a version, a variant of coronavirus? Next uh, conspiracy theorist, whoever the Chinese scientist that came up with coronavirus, can you do one just that makes everyone be a vegan for six weeks, just yeah. to try it? <laughs> just give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get everyone to sign off because because uh, the threat of climate collapse hasn't like, that didn't work. No. Needs to be an invisible virus. Doesn't have to be terribly deathly. <laughs> deathly enough to freak everyone out. Has to yeah, just be new like a, and actually kill people. Yeah, fresh. Like don't and actually spread in some fancy way. Perhaps you could try <laughs> a seven day incubation period before it's con in contagious next time, just to really what? get it out there. <laughs> What is the uh, is the incubation period? What is it? Three I thought it was days. like five, six days before you're um, yeah. showing symptoms. Because that, again, that's the genius of coronavirus, COVID-19. Yeah. COVID-20, though, it's going to be all about veganism. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Thank you.
Oh, you got to laugh. You got to laugh at the um, conservative response to a coronavirus panic. One, lower interest rates. Um, bail out the fracking industry. <laughs> bail out the <laughs> bail out the airline companies. Like Trump's first courses of action. Bail out all these uh, the most polluting industries that are suddenly bail out his mates. Yeah, bail out your mates. Um, cut interest rates so that while the ultra rich or have a diversified portfolio that means it probably won't affect them too much. The middle class can pay for some of this. Middle class who have savings suddenly don't get any interest on their savings anymore. So, yeah, yeah we'll take some of that. We're, we sort of squeezed the the poor people dry now. So let's, like, squeeze the middle class next. Uh, but we'll we'll be all right. Yeah, like, the conservative approach to something like this is just laughable. Well, any planet on which the fossil fuel industry gets any sort of bailout. Fossil fuel and... Because in America, they're also doing things where they're rolling, they're sneakily rolling things back. Um, mm. But the fossil fuel industry is so heavily subsidised anyway. So They bizarre. don't need... They're just, so bizarre. They're, I thought the whole they are po- done. I thought the whole point of it was that it was an easy source of energy and that's how you got rich. Why are we subsidising it? <laughs> I don't... Like, the... Um, but I was I was thinking about this though in the, in, a, in a, on one of my one of my runs mm-hmm. <laughs> in the context of this world where we want to lift up everybody so the base the baseline like you say isn't homeless on the street on drugs it mm-hmm. is living in a you know a house that's cool enough warm enough waterproof enough whatever it needs to be for wherever you're living yeah. that you are you've got enough to eat that you're not in pain and you're not suffering unnecessarily anyway so here i was i was thinking about this new world order what what is the difference why the, well i know the answer to this the only difference mm. is lobbying and existing money but that aside what is wrong with the idea that the government pays for insulation on everyone's house to green the economy. I mean, we were sitting, we've created, we're spending a lot of time in the garden mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're lucky enough to have one, but we're like doing loads of fiddling. So we found a new place to sit in the garden mm. and we haven't had to light a fire in our house to warm it for weeks. But our neighbours still are because right. their house is an old house with no insulation. So, and I was just sitting there looking at it. I was thinking, look at me with my, you know, it's not costing me anything. I'm at a comfortable temperature, blah, blah, blah. You know, in the summer, it stays nice and cool. And in the winter, it's much warmer. Like, why can't everyone have that? Why can't we just pay for that? Yeah, because that would be too sort of... uh, it's, It's ironic that such an individualistic ethos is so against helping actual individuals. It's like, we're going to bail out business. We're going to help business pay the salaries that they choose to keep paying. But we're never going to just give anything to individuals because individuals aren't as important. We don't know how important the individual might be, you see. We don't know how fit they might be, you see. So we couldn't possibly give something to everyone. I I think it's worse. I think it's more to do with without the necessity for making profit, how can you make sensible decisions? You know, yeah, like as like a family if you're unit, only KPI, yeah. If your only KPI is 
surviving i mean <laughs> what living your life is like well how can we possibly measure if that money that we gave you that universal basic income did it go to any good and i think you know they've done i have i haven't read enough about it i am not an expert in universal basic income but you know mm-hmm. you often hear see these write-ups of it and they talk about having mixed results now i don't think you could possibly know how good the results of universal basic income are if you're not measuring it over the period of years yeah how can you measure the health benefits of not being stressed and worried about survival or the price of poverty and all that um yeah the sort of indirect effects of of poverty are just so wide-reaching and they're not immediate it's like your bad i don't know bad leg might take years to sort of really start falling off i don't know i can't think of a good illness <laughs> um sorry they, i lost you and you're back oh, sorry uh, well okay i just thought i'd made a joke um i just um <laughs> here have some laughter <laughs> uh, very funny um i might turn off the video anyway because well i'm not weird. seeing anything i'm just seeing my face which you know just just making me very aware weird. of how very very pale i am but, you know, it could be worse. You got, you got, um, you got pale after you went to talk to your neighbours. Did I? Yeah, the colour, you, your colour changed. <sighs> right, that's interesting. There that's you go. It was visible. Redness. Crazy. Um, well, it's kind of a conflict, but I'm sort of feeling so sort of a bit more, un- like kind of untouchable at the moment in a way. So I was just like, I'm just going to go and say. Are you like, feeling like not... some sort of rich boy with a trust fund just because you're selling a few dollars worth of software every just day? Just because my basic <laughs> needs, I'm not going to fall into poverty at the drop of a hat and I'm not going to have to go and work for some idiot for the foreseeable future, which is, yay! Liberty! Um, liberty. Rich people, the problem is that, well, the rich people say, oh, I don't really care about money. And you say, yeah, it's because you're rich. You have to think about money. That's because you're rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just think about things like ideas. Poor people, people in poverty, all they can think about is money because it's the only way out. So the only way to help them is just to give them money. Stop assessing them. Stop. Uh, we like yeah. So that the, the whole idea of um, we've got to we've got to make someone jump through twenty seven hoops in order to give them well to allocate them some sort of money in some indirect way again the airline pilots aren't going to put up with that are they the um the 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 sort of who else i don't know advertising are you having a real job (laughs) well they're still going (laughs) i think (laughs) unfortunately unfortunately (laughs) the um what was i talking about i was talking to a friend of mine and she she'd done some work in banking sort of UXE mm. style stuff. Oh, she was doing it when uh, the last crash happened. And, you know, they were t- some, a colleague was saying, oh, you know, put these poor bankers, you know, yesterday they were earning millions of pounds and now they're earning nothing. And it's like, she's like, if, you're, if you think I have any sympathy for somebody who was earning, you know, a million pounds a day and mortgaged themselves up to the hilt and didn't have mm. the wherewithal to plan what would happen if that stopped? Then mm. I'm very, you know, I'm very sorry, but it's quite hard to be sympathetic. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand that we all, because that's another part of this capitalist system. You, at the beginning of this podcast, I don't know if it was on podcast actually, but you, you know, we've mm. both talked about reducing our outgoings so that yeah. we can live a particular 
lifestyle. Now, yeah. that is an, a, a privileged statement to make in the first place oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. I was even, I, you know, the fact that I earned enough money to be living at a, at a different lifestyle in the first place. is it? But if you can either reduce down or level up to your, so that your needs, not even your basic needs, but your, your simple needs are met, then you have the space to address some of your more complex needs, like hmm. having time to think, having time to read, to learn something, to exercise, to cuddle yeah. your children, to pet your dog, to do, you know. To perhaps come up with clever ideas to address climate change. You know, you, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't you know, like, invent <laughs> Like invent stuff. Everyone's got an app idea. I tell you, every single person in the, the world existence has an app idea to tell me. I've got apparently. a new app idea but this morning, every Michael. Every single person. Michael. Like, everyone's Michael. got an app idea. I've got it's an app just, idea. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go, I want to be able to race people in real time in a running app. Right. Uh, just so okay, you know. sounds good. I want an augmented reality avid like <laughs> ghost of me running out ahead of me or behind me when I'm running. But at the very least, it might be quite nice to have a dot on a map. I might do that. Um, <laughs> yes. Ivanka, you know those... Um, are you taking no. something? No. <laughs> I can't see you. I don't know what mischief you're up to. <laughs> yes. um, do you know these... Uh, do you know these, like, groups of people having parties in parks? Mm. In London, that having to be lit, broken up by the police. Do you think they're the same as the people that voted Brexit? Well, I've seen this theory um, <laughs> touted on on Twitter. Right. I don't, I don't know. I think I think there's something <laughs> angry about them. Uh, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> like giving you a serious answer to it. Here is here is um, well here's what here's. Here's my hope for humanity. Since we're sort of getting towards the episode, here's my hope for humanity. Boris and Dom, when coronavirus first came out, they went they went full conservative interest rates, uh, herd immunity. They went well, just well, the strong will survive. <laughs> and then a weekend went by, and, and reality said, "What the hell are you talking about with this? This is bullshit? not a computer simulation. This, this is, is well, it's not a computer simulation. This is not. This is people. This yeah. is not." meritocracy this is you could get it anyone can get it so stop with your made-up nonsense stop with your hateful attitude towards people that are worse off than you and here is some truth and similarly with trump oh it's not going to be fine yeah i think it's just going to go away oh it's just a bit of flu weeks go by eventually he is forced by reality to start saying true things once in a while and this is um you know, the first line of my song that I've thought about a lot since this Brexit thing, which is all discoveries will be made with enough time. And when I wrote that, I was thinking about like science, but I was also thinking about lying. Like if you lie, like it, it's there's a timer on that before you're out. Truth will eventually kind of force its way in. And, and coronavirus is reality reasserting itself and saying, all this made up stuff, all these stories that you're coming up with, sorry, doesn't count, doesn't work. People are dying and you're going to have to do something about it and you cannot like pull the wool over anyone's eyes. You can't gaslight anyone. I found out the technical term for that. It's kind of like making someone think that their own uh, understanding of the world is crazy um, rather than, you know, admit that you're lying. Um, 
Yeah, it's just reality has exerted itself. And like Philip K. Dick says, reality is what, if you stop believing in it, doesn't go away. And finally, people like Trump and Johnson are forced to see this in some form. And I, for one, hope that that makes a difference. I hope it changes them a little bit. I mean, it won't change Trump, but it might change. I've sort of had this idea of maybe Boris might get changed by his experience a little bit. I think that's, I, I think that's, uh, I don't, whether Boris will come out of this a better person, whether he'll learn anything from it, I think that'll be hard for a narcissist. However, same for Trump. However, there's no hiding from this. You can't hide. It's all very well to, of course, herd immunity is a thing. It is a real, it is a real actual thing. However, waiting to get it and waiting for and accepting the numbers of deaths required to get herd immunity with a, especially with a virus where we don't know how long your your yeah, like they the, don't even know for example if you yeah we know that there was a bullshit plan that was basically oh, yeah, my point but, they but, thought yeah we'll just let poor people die no you're going to have to do better <laughs> than that because this that's bullshit yeah, 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 yeah. and just because you don't really have an internal idea of what it's like to have to go to hospital and there's no wet there's no space in it Sorry, the yeah, yeah, people yeah. are going to make you understand that, yeah, yeah. and that's that. that yeah, yeah, that aspect of it um, uh, is the is the bit that you know this idea that the people that are going to die are going to be the others. It's like there was yeah, this pediatrician exactly. on this documentary yesterday, and she this Horizon program, and she said, you know, they talk about the fact that children aren't affected, and they are definitely much less affected. But not point not not three percent of children in the United Kingdom. That statistic sounds very low, but that is eight hundred children. <sighs> it's like that's all cool if it's not your kid. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not cool, but you know what I mean? It's like, you know, to say, oh, it's only... It's all easy to ignore if it's not and your it's not, kid. Or like, if you are, don't have the empathy skills or the compassion to mm. go, oh, my God, that other person's child could be my child. I must do everything I can to protect it as well as yeah. mine. And if you don't have that, those empathy skills, if you don't have that basic humanity, then I'm a, I, I don't, you know, I don't want you in charge. Yeah. And so, so this is our opportunity. This is our crisis. This is our capitalist. Uh, what's the word? Um, this is our Corona uh, disaster capitalism. <laughs> this is our chance to kind of before the conservative neoliberal thing just reasserts itself. This is the chance. But it's heartbreaking that Bernie dropped out of the uh, Democratic race. I don't know if you saw that. Bernie Sanders is no longer running for president and he was the sort of last hope of a progressive liberal government. But hey, hell, but still, like, let's um, this is the time if there is any time to, like, try and get some like, sneak some new ideas in and like hopefully make them stick the way it worked in the last kind of depression in America, certainly. And so, you know, after the wars and things like that, it's not even beyond conservative capitalism to invent new economies in order to get the population working, rewarded, new things built. You know, post-depression in America, they built roads and train railways. We can build greenhouses this time. There is no excuse if we, as we rebuild not to be thinking about the climate and other things like that as we go. So let, let's, let's, I mean, it's still terrifying how much the, of the bubble that these people can be in about all this stuff, but... I mean, at least they've been forced to, at least Boris has been forced into hospital and Trump has been forced to actually ch change some lie that he said. 
publicly. Um, so that's good. All right. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you like the podcast, you can go to grandpodcast.com and subscribe. Uh, are you clicking? No. You can go to grandpodcast.com and subscribe or send us an email. Uh, my, uh, hello at grandpodcast.com. Where can people find you, Ivanka? People can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. Uh, but we do like an email, especially mm. if we've said something wrong and when we've got a... I don't mind being corrected if I get a chance to read something new or find out something new. So for being uh, champagne socialist, middle class, privileged white mm. folk, please do tell us. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. I was thinking about this. Like we don't like we, we have our opinions and we don't like pull our punches or kind of try and water anything down. And I just would hate for someone to be listening. And uh, you, we like it when we agree with the people we're listening to. We like that. And then as soon as they say something we don't agree with, we sort of go, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this person anymore. We are very open to your input if we've missed something or if we have some blinkered view. Like, I want to know, like, I want to learn about how different people are experiencing this reality that we're all some of in different ones of um you can find me at michael forrest on twitter i am just about to launch a new series of videos where i'm sort of comparing happiness with different factors like money like coronavirus like um like exercise like you know activity like how much sleep you got all those things i'm going to show people show you how to do that in like Google Sheets or a spreadsheet and sort of do some graphs and actually like start to dig into your happiness data and get you into mood tracking. So if you're interested in that, come to goodtohear.co.uk slash, well, just come to the website and sign up for my mailing list. And I'm going to give you a free book about happiness tracking. Woo. Uh, the other very nice thing that you could do for us is go and give us some ratings and reviews on whatever whatever platform you listen to this on also if you could tell friends that would be also nice it's also and the other thing which we've added is a patreon uh, so you can yes. you know buy us a buy us a coffee or you know give us a dollar a month or something you know that kind well, of well buy thing. us like one coffee every uh, like a dollar a month is like one coffee each every six months or year almost. <laughs> so like, maybe give us a fiver a month so we're going to get like half a coffee each per month. <laughs> you know how much coffee is. Especially um, London. So that's it. That's it, Grandpa. Well, you can click on support on um, the website or you can go to patreon.com slash grand podcast. Lovely. And with that, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you. I hope you stay, stay keeping well. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.